and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here to the Brothers Wrestling Podcast. That's right. Winter is coming. It's practically here. For tomorrow, they'll know. Is that from The Grinch? It might be. My name's Cameron Osborne. Uh, that man's name is Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Hey, hey. And... <laughs> <laughs> Mike, um, uh, like we said, winter is coming. Like we said, AEW gave us a big show. You know, we've seen this show a few times. Some big things have happened at Winter is Coming in the past. It was also a big week in professional wrestling because NXT had deadline. NXT's kind of final contribution. I think actually WWE's final contribution uh, in general for pay-per-view of the year, uh, which is to say the yeah. shooties coming up <clears throat> fast and fucking furious, baby. And I'm not talking Vin. <laughs> That's right. Not only do we have a pay-per-view called Deadline, we've got the shooty deadline, as you're talking about. And, you know, world, everyone's favorite show. World's me. End, truly, that, I guess, no, I guess if, if there's a professional wrestling show that happens on the 31st of December, because uh, I think World's <laughs> End is the night before, I don't know. There's probably, you know, there's probably some kind of show <clears throat> that happens. Maybe not, maybe not <laughs> one of the major shows that we pay attention to, but nonetheless. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, usually whenever... It's usually if it fall like Raw falls on a New Year's Eve, they usually just tape it. Pre-tapes, yeah. On like a clip show. Yeah. But you know, I think going to a pay-per-view on New Year's Eve, that could be fun. You know, you're usually at done it before. Can, but see, it could either be fun, it could either be great or be terrible. Like I think about it, um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding on New Year's Eve. No, I think that's kind of a weird concept actually um that's kind of thing you have <laughs> i have i have oh and you know and when i used to work at casa loma they would be weddings every because that's a weird one too it's kind of the built-in party but you're asking people to maybe go away from the group of people they would have seen on new year's eve anyways yeah i mean yeah it's kind of weird but i guess whatever when you get older, New Year's Eve isn't that big a deal. <laughs> but see, yeah, I went to a New Year's Eve wedding um, one summer when I was like, or sorry, <laughs> one New Year's Eve when I was like 14 or 15, maybe even 16. And that's uh, the worst. Yeah, that's when you want to party with your Because friends. you want to party with your friends and you know you would be drinking with your friends, but you can't at a bar. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, I mean, if you have some cool uncles, it'll sneak you some drinks. If you have stuff, a cool, creepy but... uncle, he might slip you a couple somethings, <laughs> but... But, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's always, I mean, yeah, any holiday, like, people who do, you know, a lot of people have plans for, like, Canada Day weekend, but then they're like, oh, and I gotta go to this damn wedding. Yeah. like that. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyways, let's get into the let's get into the professional wrestling week <laughs> because we do have all these pay per views. We do have uh, the shooties wrap, you know, coming to a close. But it's time that we do one thing, and that is, of course, crown a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> this week's tweet champion goes to now uh, one time tweet of the week champion. Uh, well, a lot of newcomers lately. A lot of newcomers lately. You know, maybe just kind of doing their own thing. But uh, this is to uh, brand new Tweedly champion. Hey, hey, ho, ho. John Hennigan. Is that what he's going by now? I can't keep up. Well, so that and and now this is truly where um this is truly where this the particular classification of this uh this man's tweet week, week will actually fall into play because over this past week um he um him and his wife Ty Valkyrie competed at uh, a GCW um event GCW highs in the room two where uh John Hennigan 
performed as mm-hmm. Johnny Game Changer. GCW Game Changer Wrestling, <laughs> Johnny Game Changer. Uh, yeah. Which then sparked a group, um, <clears throat> kind of like a little thread online of people saying, wait, Johnny Game Changer, what's happening here? Following of clips of other performances that he's had that he's gone by um, more names. Mike, I'm going to give you all of the in-ring listed, like names that he has been listed as in his professional wrestling career. <laughs> That fans yeah. have deciphered through various videos, promotions, and uh, have all commented. So here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. John Hannigan. John Morrison. Johnny Battleground. Johnny Blackcraft. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Bloodsport. Johnny Cabarello. Johnny Defiance. Johnny Dreamwave. Johnny Early Morning. Johnny Elite. We most recently, I think we heard him as Johnny Fusion, Johnny Game Changer, Johnny Glory, Johnny Hardy, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Penis, Johnny Progress, Johnny Revolver, Johnny Showcase, Johnny Spade, Johnny Superstar, Johnny TV, Johnny Ultra, Johnny Warrior, Johnny WrestleCade, Johnny WrestleCon, a total of 29 different names. Um, that the Twitter community, John, John Morrison, John Hennigan, Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call him, confirmed that that yeah. is in fact correct. Um, I feel like, wasn't he also Johnny Drip Drip when he was with doing that whole water gun thing with The Miz? So... That, maybe it was just a uh, uh, that that I mean, the Twitter community was not able to. Maybe that was a nickname on top of his already name, John Morrison. Uh, maybe that yeah, one. But the, hey, that is that is completely worth uh, <laughs> worth counting if you say. But I. So you know, I I don't really know who we can give the award to. All I have to say is, um, <laughs> John Morrison, uh, to, to be the champion. All right. Wow. Congratulations. Like, do you think, how many of those names do you think the copyright is held for? Probably not many. <laughs> like, I'm maybe sure just worth it. John Morrison. I feel like Johnny Mundo, that was like his first, like once he left WWE, that was what he was going But the Johnny probably. Impact, I think that was, I think he, because he does it when it, <clears throat> to whatever promotion he's in. Impact Wrestling. <laughs> WrestleCon, WrestleCade, yeah. Game Changer, Penis. <laughs> I have no clue where Penis came from. The Penis, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I would that. love to see Johnny Penis. Um, team up with, uh, what's his name? Joey, Joey Ryan? Guy. Jo- yeah, Joey jo- Ryan. Were they like a tag team for one show or something? That's a good question. Yeah, I would love to, um, gosh, I'd be love to be able to see exactly where uh, where he was last performed as Johnny Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Penis. Yeah, uh, I would not have been able to guess that one. Ah, Christ. But congratulations to, uh, yeah, we'll say John Morrison. John Morrison, brand new Tweet of the Week champion. All right. (coughs) Way to go, kid. Congratulations, (laughs) Johnny. Yeah, we'll just call it Johnny. Congratulations, kid. (laughs) Uh, So let's move ourselves into the weekend. Let's move ourselves, uh, let's kick it off with that big pay-per-view like we were talking about. The very last contribution by the WWE and NXT for uh, pay-per-view of the year. We're talking angsty deadline. Review. But deadline is more than just a pay-per-view, Mike, because we know that we are going to be getting our two Iron Survivor Challenge matches. Uh, we don't need to explain the rules. We all get it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a pre-show match. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Axiom, Nathan Frazier, just a fun little cruiserweight match uh axiom got the win so good for him wait isn't nathan frazier uh our nope never mind 
never mind. I thought I was thinking Noam Dar. <laughs> yeah, he was in the mix for that. He was or, at or one maybe point. He was the one that lost it to Noam Dar. I can't remember. Okay, uh, I'm not okay. So I'm not crazy. Heritage, I'm but. not crazy. <clears throat> yeah, he was definitely in the mix of it. I can't remember exactly when and what, just because. You know, mm-hmm. who cares about that cup? I mean, we've been seeing it on television uh, every week. I think. Yeah, but then he never loses it, you know, like Chad Gable or Butch. I would have cared more if they won it, but whatever. Okay, good point. Anyways, let's get into the main show. We shall start things off with the Heartbreak Kid. Shawn Michaels comes out. Big pop. Hypes up the crowd. Are you guys ready? Then CM Punk's music hits, and he comes out, and the crowd pops again. They're all chanting his name. Punk's wearing a pink Bret Hart hoodie. HBK's like, hey, man, what's that about? Punk says, ah, you and Brett made up. And, you know, me and Triple H made up. This is all about healing. Just talks about growing up watching Sean Russell. Takes a picture and teases possibly joining NXT. Oh, out of all all three brands. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, it was was okay. You know, crowd was there. Whatever. It was just for the crowd to pop. Exactly. It was was a quick crowd pop. At least he didn't punch anyone backstage after. Thank God. (laughs) Well, let's get into our first match. Dominic Mysterio defending that North American title against Dragon Lee. Uh, So big heat for Dom as usual. Dragon looking good. He's flipping. He's flying. Uh, Yeah, Dom gets hung upside down. Dragon does the big double foot stomp through his chest onto the apron. Crowd chanted, holy shit. Uh, Dominic hits a big power bomb, but then Lee hits the dragon bomb. But Dominic kicks out of that, so Dragon follows it up with his finisher, the Destino, and that gets the three count. So and we've got a new North American champion. And new. Well, hey, th- and this is a weird way of doing it. Bring a guy up from NXT to the main roster, then have him win <laughs> a champion, with like or like an unofficial call-up, and then have him win a championship back on NXT, <laughs> so he has to go back down. It's, uh, it's, inter- it's an interesting <laughs> way of like not calling him up yet. Yeah, and it's also interesting. This is the second time in a row where Dominic's opponent changed the week before the pay-per-view, and he lost to the guy that replaced another guy. Oh, both times, eh? Remember, Mustafa Ali was supposed to wrestle, yes. and then he got replaced and then he by got, Trick. But didn't he get released? And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get <laughs> he replaced, released, he got trick. released. <laughs> well, both. It was, it was yeah. a trick that they released him, so. Yeah. Trick won the title, lost it back, and now Wesley gets replaced by Dragon Lee, and he wins the title. So, uh, yeah, it'll we'll we'll see how long the title reign lasts. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, he's already on the main roster, All but right, you know, it, he's I, been I, at least I thought he was. But is he an official call up? Is he what? Yeah, what's he's on on the superstar page. Superstar page. Okay. So. Uh, but you know, Dragon Lee, he's looked good pretty much every match we've seen from him. So. You know, he deserves... Well, this is a former IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Like, we're not fucking around here. There you go. Uh, So let's move on to the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. You got Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legend, Kalani Jordan, Fallon Henley, Blair Davenport. Winner gets a women's title shot. Just a quick refresher. We got 25-minute time limit. Two people start. Every five minutes, someone else comes in. Mm -hmm. Falls can be won anytime. Pin, submission, even DQs. Uh, so yeah, so it's a bit of a, you know, double, you know, if you're in there early, you get an advantage to gain more points, but you also risk being more hurt and fatigued. Yeah. Uh, Being responsible for more points cost. 
That's true. And every time a wrestler loses a fall, they must enter the penalty box for 90 seconds before they can re-enter the match. And they will. They do put so a little like penalty timer up above their names. By the way, the present, the whole like yeah. the presentation of it all, it felt a lot more. I understood exactly what was going on than I think last year. Yeah, I like they kept the 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 scores on the bottom <laughs> the entire match. The graphic was there the whole time. Yeah, the timers, the clock, everything. So uh, yeah, that's it. Whoever can score the most falls in twenty five minutes gets the title shot at New Year's Evil. Okay, pretty simple. So. <clears throat> Start off, Fallon Henley, Blair Davenport. They duke it out. Five minutes past. Tiffany Stratton comes out. She's fresh. She's looking good. Uh, she's doing her handspring elbows. Uh, she does a cool cartwheel into an Alabama slam. Crowd popped for that. Uh, but after she does it, Blair Davenport tosses Tiffany to the floor, steals the pin, gets a quick three count. So Blair Davenport gets the first point. Uh we hit the 10-minute mark. Kalani Jordan comes out. She's hot. She hits the split-legged moonsault. Uh, and then Fallon Henley hits a big uh, shining wizard on Tiffany and gets a three-count. So Fallon scores a point. Tiffany goes to the penalty box. <clears throat> and then we hit 15 minutes. So our last entrant, Lash Legend, comes out. Uh, she just runs in, starts going wild. Hits Tiffany with a big choke slam and then a choke slam into a power bomb. Uh, onto Fallon, and then she stacks Fallon onto Tiffany, pins them both at the same time to earn two points. <clears throat> and I'm glad because I was really wondering, is that two? I didn't know you could do that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, you know, stack them up, baby, stack them up. That would Roman yeah. Roman should have gotten two pins at WrestleMania 36. <laughs> and she did it. 37. She did it the right way, where both their shoulders are down. Yeah, which put, like, yeah, it wasn't stacked over. on top of each other. Yeah, because technically that would yeah. only be one. Yeah, or one point for Fallon if she was on top of Good points, eh? Uh, but she did it right, so smart of her. Two for one bonus. Uh, so within 70 seconds of entering the match, Lash is now in the lead. Uh, yeah, so uh, time goes by. 90 seconds, the penalty box is supposed to open, but then the metaphor come out. They block the door, but there's a hole in the roof. So Fallon climbs out, Tiffany climbs out. Tiffany pushes Fallon off the top through the announce table on the floor. Uh, and then Tiffany jumps off the roof of the box with the prettiest swanton bomb ever onto the other three women. That got a big holy shit chant. <clears throat> uh, and then, yeah, Blair, Blair Davenport runs in, uh, hits a big double foot stomp off the top rope. Onto Kalani Jordan, scores a pinfall, so now she's got two points. Uh, a bit later, Tiffany hits the prettiest moonsault ever. She gets a pinfall, so her first point. Uh, so Lash has to go to the penalty box, but there's only a minute 45 left, so she's running out of time. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Blair Davenport, she hits a big knee to Fallon's head, gets a pinfall, so Blair Davenport has three points in the lead with 15 seconds to go. Lash Legend, one point behind, gets out of the penalty box. Blair starts running away, so she's chasing her, wasting those last 15 seconds as we hit the 25-minute mark. So that means Blair Davenport wins the match with three points. And a great, great win. You know? Great win for her. You mm -hmm. know, nothing against Blair, but she's probably not my 
first, second, third, or fourth choice to win this match. But so what? Uh, <laughs> she's still a good <laughs> but hey, you know, I you mean, know, she's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, just not the one, the person I was expecting to win. You know, I think uh, I, this 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 version of the competition, I think, was uh, much better than the the women's side of the Survivor Challenge last year. Definitely having uh, Tiffany Stratton and uh, Fallon Henley in like the the heart of the action. You know, like their rivalry was kind <clears> of <throat> the heart of it all, and then the yeah. other three women were also just trying to get in on, um, you know, whenever whenever they could. You know, yeah. So no, hey. the match was still good. Momentum for uh, for Blair Davenport as, as she's she's kind of been like re you know reintroduced here into NXT right um, I think she you know so yeah no they or sorry from uh, the from the UK sorry yeah from the UK that's what I meant yeah they've kept her booked fairly strong mm-hmm. uh, this year uh, so yeah I mean the win's not out of nowhere or anything like that it's just yeah I mean I get it Tiffany. You know, if she wins, you don't want her to lose the title shot against Lyra or any, anything like that. So, and that's the uh, th- th- that's soon. that's the tough part, right? About some of these, uh, you know, in, in the in the non uh, on the in the non big times on the farm team, right? It is kind of like <laughs> you do you do run the risk of booking yourself into a hole a lot of time, where it's like somebody's the best of the, in in the division. So they shouldn't lose, but other people need to win so that they can then be good. Because if you're the top of the if you're yeah. the top of the division, you should be moving up. But if what if there's nothing for you up there? Yeah, gosh, it's a it's a lot. Yeah, it's a tricky situation. I'm sure sure Tiffany's time in NXT is probably not. You know, within a year she'll be on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but either way, Blair Davenport's your winner. She grabs the mic, cuts a quick promo on the champ. Lyra Valkyria, so she comes out, just kind of holds up her belt, but then gets attacked from behind by the returning Cora Jade. She picks up the title, so she's looking to get right back into the hunt. Gosh, how long is Cora Jade actually? Has she been out since last War Games, like two War Games ago? No, she was out, then she came back for a bit, and then she left again to go get her cosmetic surgery Gosh. but uh, i think i think it's been about four months since her last appearance we think so and then because i remember i think yeah. she came back and it was like because she was out for a long period of time came back and then it was very underwhelming and now she's been gone again <clears throat> hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah hopefully uh yeah hopefully she's worked on her character a bit while she was gone or something or maybe her promo work yeah well, what is it that, that felt what is it that fell apart for her because it was that that war game. She that, turned heel. Yeah, I thought the war games match put her on the put her on the map, and then she turned on Roxanne Perez, and then it was like, oh, yeah. I think it was the heel turn that kind of took some momentum away. You know, I think. Yeah, around that time of war games, I would have definitely guessed Cora Jade would be champion before. Yeah, because because how do you how do you do that? Yeah, how do you, you know? I think the NXT women need to find a way to turn heel without being like the bad bitch Sasha Banks version. Like, be someone else. <laughs> And do yeah. this, you know, because so. they they all sort of seem to mold into that, you know. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, great, yeah. great, great showing, Either great way. showing here. Yeah, yeah. We'll follow up with some of that later. Uh, next match: Carmelo Hayes taking on Lexus King, who uh, fitting of a king, he comes sliding out on a throne for his entrance. A sideways moving throne, look kind of cool. 
Uh, and the match was fine. I gotta say, I think Lexus King, uh, this character is already more interesting than anything Brian Pillman Jr. ever did. I mean, he's at least, he has a personality now. He's not just Brian Pillman's son. He has, yeah, Brian Perlmanson. Yeah, he has a personality <laughs> and uh, a consi you know, so he has a, an aesthetic to him. It's like Tiger King. Yeah. Uh, we get he's it. He's got that weird fucking beard. Oh, I don't it's even like know what to straight. call that. But then also, like, <laughs> it's, like, very carved. Like, there's definitely yeah. a template for his beard. That gets, it's like, like they use a ruler to... Literally, to, I bet, like, like they, like, hang so something over his ears and then cut around <laughs> the shape. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, wrestling-wise, he looks good, looks smooth. Got lots of moves in on Melo. Uh, yeah, but then Carmelo just fights back, gains control, hits nothing but net, spikes Lexus down into the mat, and that gets a three count. So Carmelo wins, but as he's leaving, Lexus grabs a microphone and says, Hey, guess what? I'm not the one that attacked Trick, but uh, thanks for getting me on a premium live event. So there's that. Yeah, a bit of a weird, bit of a, you know, weird. mystery. And it was like a quick match, too. It was sort of was like, oh. Yeah, not super long. You know, but, but uh, I, guess, I guess it wasn't Lexus King. Still, I hate the name still. But. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Carmelo's pissed because the mystery remains. Who done it? But we have a couple of good who done it's going on right now, Mike. Yeah, you know it's all about the landing, uh, the reveal, but uh, the intrigues there. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, between matches, they announced the next PLE for NXT Vengeance Day, February fourth, annual tradition. Yeah, Vengeance Day. Are we are we doing a two parter? Is this going to be another two parter? You know, sometimes we do. You know, sometimes you know, for like Havoc, we did like a two part, like or as like two week, oh, a two week show. No, this is this is one. This, this is just is one. A pay per view. It's not a TV episode. Oh, my so apologies. Okay, great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, New Year's Evil will be the TV, and then a month later will be the PLE. Oh, gotcha. Understood. Hey, very cool. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, let's go to the men's. Iron Survivor Challenge. You got Trick Williams, Dijak, Josh Briggs, Tyler Bate. Braun Breaker, same rules as earlier. Uh, so we start off with Briggs and Dijak in the ring, and uh, Dijak hits the big sit-out choke slam, but Briggs kicks out. And a bit later, Dijak hits feast your eyes, so he scores a pinfall just as five minutes pass. So Dijak gets a point. Briggs goes to the box. Tyler Bate comes out. Uh, so yeah, Bates in there. Big size is advantage, but he doesn't care. He hits a big. Exploder suplex onto Dijak. Briggs gets out of the penalty box, hits a massive clothesline from hell on Dijak, flips him around, and that gets a pinfall. So Briggs gets his first point. Uh, then Bate hits the Tyler Driver 97, makes the cover, but Dijak breaks up the pin, goes for Feast Your Eyes, but Bate counters that into a roll up and gets a three count. So Bate gets his first point. Uh, and then we hit 10 minutes, so our next entrant, Trick Williams, comes out. Huge pop for him. The whole crowd's just singing along, whoop that trick <laughs> to his theme song. and Just throughout the match, you know, everyone's loving him. He's hot. Uh, yeah, the cool spot where Briggs gets knocked down to his knees. Dijak jumps off the top rope while Trick runs, jumps off Briggs back into a big clothesline on Dijak in midair. <clears throat> And then Bate picks up Trick on his shoulders and does a super long 
airplane spin. He even puts his arms down on his hips, turning into, into the Claudio UFO spin for a minute there. crowd oh, loves that spot. Almost like so it's a hula I. hoop. Yeah. It's just like you're spinning a man on your neck without even using your hands. Just looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who's doing the work at that point? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just science. Well, yeah, science. You know, uh, science is Inertia. Yeah. <laughs> Momentum. I don't know. But uh, crowd loves it. They're chanting, this is awesome. Bait hits trick with a Tyler Driver 97. This time he gets the pinfall, so Bait's in the lead with two points. And then we hit the 15-minute mark. So the final entrant, Braun Breaker's out. Right off the bat, hits a big spear on Briggs. Gets a quick pinfall. Then Bait comes flying at him. Breaker hits Bait with a spear. Gets another pinfall. Dijak jumps off the top rope at Braun. Braun spears him out of midair. Scores another pinfall. So just like that, Breaker... Scores three points. Bang, after bang, only bang. Being in the match for 34 seconds it took him. Spear, <laughs> so, spear, spear. Very dominant. Three guys in the box all at once. So Trick and Braun, they slug it out. The three men come out of the box. Trick jumps off the top rope with a big crossbody onto everyone. Uh, goes to get back in the ring, but Dijak hits Trick with a big boot. Flips him all the way around. Scores a pinfall. So Dijak's got two points. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a cool spot where Dijak's on the top rope. Braun leaps up, hits a Frankensteiner, and then midair, Bait jumps up, catches Dijak midair with a Tyler driver, scores a pinfall. Now, that was a cool one. Awesome. That was the bank, yeah, the Steiner <laughs> yeah. to the powerbomb. Yeah, great timing there. Uh, so now Bait's got three points tied with Braun. Uh, Braun pulls out a hangman page move does the moonsault fall away slam off the middle rope uh, so yeah Briggs and Dijak they're both behind in points so they work together for a minute they hit they each hit a or they hit a double choke slam and then they hit tandem moonsaults both getting a pinfall at the same time so yeah they each get a point uh, and then down on the floor Braun spears trick through the barricade only two minutes left in the match. Trick still has zero points, so this is not looking good for him. Uh, Dijak grabs Braun, choke slams him through the announce table. Back in the ring, Trick rolls up Briggs, gets a three count, so he gets his first fall, but there's only a minute left now. Dijak hits Trick with Feast Your Eyes, goes for the cover. The ref counts to two, but then Eddie Thorpe appears, drags the ref out the ring. So him and Dijak still got beef, so he's costing him a point here, maybe even the win. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, so Thorpe hits Dijak with a kick to the head. Trick rolls up Dijak, gets a three count, so now Trick has two points. 30 seconds left. Tyler Bate comes flying in with the spiral tap off the top rope. Goes for Tyler Driver 97, but Trick counters it into a jackknife pin. Gets a three count again. So just like that. Trick has three points, is tied for the lead with 20 seconds left. Three guys are in the penalty box, so it's just Braun and Trick. Braun goes for a spear. Trick counters with a huge jumping knee to the head, makes the cover, gets the pin with four seconds left. Trick Williams has the lead. Four points. The clock runs out. Trick Williams wins the match. Wow, I knew. There was a point in this match 20 minutes in where I'm like, they're holding for something. 
it felt too <laughs> I like they're holding for something huge and then as soon as I think that's as soon as this this pin on the second pin the second uh kind of like roll up there i was like oh shit oh here we go here we go uh yeah. man this was the best this um, ending was amazing this was awesome this yeah this was super exciting going from zero points with two minutes left to scoring four falls uh i mean super tight timing he did it with four seconds left everyone had to hit their spots hit their marks perfectly for this to and there was like three seconds to spare or something yeah so Awesome finish. I mean, this is where the Iron Survivor gimmick comes into play. You can't get exciting little runs like this in a normal match. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, the crowd got what they wanted. Trick Williams gets himself an NXT World title match. Crowd's going wild. Everyone's singing, whoop that trick. Uh, yeah, Trick Williams. He basically got the blue shell on the last lap of the race. He got to go the from- blue shell on the last <laughs> lap. That's a great way Blue of putting Shell it. Star combo. Love it. Uh, Love then, it. It was such yeah. <laughs> such an exciting way to end uh, this this matchup. It it was. It was awesome. Yeah. And for fun, and for Trick and like fun. yeah, and like you said, it, like if it was anybody else in this match, it, like it only worked for Trick Williams. <clears throat> yeah. If Dijak did this, people would be like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. <laughs> you know, or even Tyler Bate or anyone else. Yeah. So. No. Trick. Trick's the hottest guy in NXT right now. So. Crowd loves it, mm-hmm. uh, and a well-deserved win. You know, push the guy; he's hot. Yeah, so. push him. Why the hell not? Well, let's move on to our next <laughs> match. From one gimmick to the next. That's right, folks. Um, in a steel cage, Roxanne Perez is taking on Kiana James. Why? In the steel cage, you might ask. Why the hell uh, not? Why the hell not? Because you know, you know, you can't trust Kiana. She's she's always scheming. <laughs> you can't trust Kiana with other. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been beefing for a while. Let's settle this in the cage. Pretty standard cage stuff. They're just brawling, throwing each other into the wall of the cage. And uh, uh, Roxanne climbs up the cage. Kiana runs in, hits a, grabs her for a big power bomb off the bottom rope, which you very rarely see a spot off the bottom mm-hmm. rope. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just throwing each other around. Uh, Kiana picks up Roxy, power bombs her into the cage wall, hangs on for another power bomb, but Roxanne counters with the pop rocks. Kiana tries to escape out the cage door. Roxanne grabs her, but Kiana is able to reach under the ring and pull out a chair. But uh, Roxanne manages to grab the chair, goes over to the cage door when this woman, woman called Izzy Dame shows up. See, I told you Kiana's always got... <laughs> Always got allies somewhere. So she shows up, slams the door on Roxanne. The distraction allows Kiana to grab the chair, smack Roxanne from behind. And then uh, she holds the chair on her legs and hits the deal breaker on Roxanne, makes the cover, gets the three count. So big win here for Kiana James. Big win for Kiana James. Maybe maybe it fell a bit flat. Flat for me, you know, I guess because... Uh, <coughs> You know, the women's championship wasn't here on the card, you know, because we had the Iron Survivor Challenge. This was our de facto other thing. I don't know. Maybe it uh, (coughs) wasn't quite there. Yeah. In terms of cage matches, there wasn't really any big memorable moments or anything. Yeah. Like reason Uh, for the cage, like stuff they did with the cage, really. Yeah. So at the end of the day, pretty... Pretty average match, but a uh, big win for Kiana either way. Mm-hmm. 
Big win for Keanu James, either way. Big Which game. means that there's only time for one more thing. Of course, we're talking our main event for your NXT Championship. Ilya Dragunov defending against, who else? Baron Corbin. Why the hell not, bud? You want to <laughs> talk about, you know, if you think a few weeks ago we were talking about championship opportunities that Shinsuke has lost. Uh, there's I, Baron Corbin has to be getting up there, too, in terms of. Uh, yeah, he's got to be. We got to be in the teens by high. now. <laughs> well. I don't think I think Nakamura is 0 and 11, wow. so he's not even at the teens yet. Good, you know. Uh, Corbin comes out on a motorcycle. I think he's done that once before. Yeah, um, yeah. The last uh, No Mercy, I think he did also. Yeah, and I'm hoping that they put like a smoke machine because this exhaust was just spraying out. I've also wondered smoke. that kind of remember like <laughs> remember when Brock Lesnar came in on the tractor? I'm like, that's gonna. <laughs> In the front row, yeah. and the tractor's That's there. like pure diesel, just going, <laughs> going straight in my throat. But, yeah, I wonder what the. Uh, I mean, people watch like monster truck shows in arenas, so I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. What the uh, monster jam? But, Grave digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, match was hard hitting as every dragon off match tends to be. Uh, yeah, it was solid. Uh, at one point, Corbin slams Dragunov's head off the announce table, cuts open his forehead a little bit, and then he suplexes him right on the corner of the table, just crushing Dragunov's ribs. So just kind of targeting those ribs. And, uh, Corbin even does some rare high-flying with a leaping clothesline off the middle rope there. Yeah, down here in NXT, he can pretty much just do anything he wants. <laughs> yeah. But then Dragunov one-ups him, goes off the top rope with a big senton, but he hurts his damaged ribs. And yeah, they just exchange stiff blows, lots of big chops. Uh, they go to the top rope. Corbin chokeslams Dragunov off the top into the ring. Dragunov picks up Corbin, hits a big Death Valley driver in the corner, goes for the Torpedo Moscow, but Corbin counters into the deep six for a big near fall. Um... Uh, and then, yeah, Corbin hits a big brain buster, goes for the uh, end of days, but Dragunov counters with a power bomb. He struggles for a second, but then he lifts Corbin up for a big jackknife power bomb and follows up with the coast-to-coast -coast drop kick. And then he hits Corbin with two H-bombs in a row and then a third leaping H-bomb, but he still doesn't go for the pin. He just pulls Corbin in close whispers something into his ear and then finishes him off with the torpedo Moscow. So that gives Dragunov the win, retains the title, and yeah, just celebrates and the new number one contender, Trick Williams, comes out for a little stare down to end the show. And another, what we can say is a fantastic match in Baron Corbin's NXT run. Uh, he is putting on a, a performance like we've never seen before out of him. <clears throat> Ilya Dragunov with yeah, a little and... bit of blood on his forehead. <laughs> yeah, a little tiny cut it's, there. It looks good. Not too uh, much. Not too little, though. But also not too much. Yeah, I think he's been... It's happened to him before, and... You know, he's just such an intense wrestler. It's. Uh, I feel like when he, like, you know, he screams or, like, ah, he's, like, flexing his face and, like, it oozes blood out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the pressure... The pressure of him veins. just like, just like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember Tommaso Ciampa used to get crazy veins in his forehead during this. Oh, yeah. He used to be a veiny <laughs> boy, too. And especially him because he's bald. He kind of looks like Mr. Goddard. Yeah. You know, Mr. Goddard being <laughs> mad. 
Oh, man. Uh, so that was it, though. That was NXT yeah. Deadline. Another, yeah, great match, great show. The Trick Williams stuff, it was, uh, yeah, cool as hell, have to say. Yeah. Iron Survivor Challenge was mm-hmm. fun. Uh, yeah, an annual tradition at this point. I'm sure we'll see it again next December. We will. We will. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the entirety of the show, so let's get into the wrestling week then. What about some action on SmackDown? Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Smack Daddy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was the uh, tribute to the troops special that they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, I think we do it every year. Military. But uh, I don't yeah. remember it being televised in this kind of way. They've yeah they've changed the format. Uh, they used to actually like fly to Afghanistan and do a taping in an active war zone. Uh, but now they just do it regularly. That would have been fun. Go down to uh, go to the Gaza Strip. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So I'm sure if military, bunch of free tickets. Half the crowd was military outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did America the Beautiful at the beginning. America, yeah. America, <laughs> best yeah. for the, the. It's funny how. It's like America has two anthems. It's like the second anthem almost. Well, doesn't England have God Save the Queen? Or is God Save the Queen their anthem? There's no way that's their anthem. I think that's their anthem. Really? I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about it before like this moment. Or did they change it to king now? That. Yeah, Charles see, I guess that's a good charge? point. See, because that's what makes me think they would have had to have a national anthem before Queen Elizabeth. Um, They're like one of the oldest countries but ever. They had Queen Victoria, so it was still no. But her, Queen. it was Elizabeth's dad, was the king. What? Who put that? Well, I'm saying like her. It was where her. Did, where does Victoria fit in? I think that was the his dad's like, the dad was the king, but she was like his husband. Or sorry, she was his wife. And uh, no, no uh, sense of spe- no anyways. sense of speculating here. We're talking about America, <laughs> goddamn it. We're not talking about Britain. Yeah. If we want to talk Either about way. Britain, go back to 1775. If you want to talk about Britain. <laughs> yeah. So either way, crowds all pumped, championing USA. Uh, so let's stick with the theme. We got this U.S. title tournament to determine the next number one contender. We start off Santos Escobar taking on Dragon Lee. Looking to get some double gold here. Uh, That'd be fun. North American and U.S. champion. That would be something. A double crown. Why do they only call it a triple crown and nobody ever calls it a double crown? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it's just a fun Lucha style match here. Uh, Yeah. Santos power bombs Dragon on the apron. And then he hits this wicked super kick flipping Dragon Lee all the way around. Uh, Lee's able to hit a dragon bomb for a near fall, but Escobar fights back, hits the phantom driver, gets the three count. So Escobar advances to the next round. Escobar. Um, do, did we find it? Is, is it going to be at the Rumble? Is that the culmination? Did we find out? Uh, has, has that been said? I don't know. I don't know if they've officially announced it. I feel like the timing but, might work out. Yeah, that would not be a bad time to do it. No. Uh, Backstage, Randy Orton gives Nick Aldis a check. 
uh, Aldous opens it. Says the fine for last week's RKO is 50k. This says 100. Randy's like, yeah, that's for next time, pal. So, watch you know? out, Adam Pierce. You little bitch. <laughs> Anyone. Anyone, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> he could uh, cameraman. Cody. Any, yeah. Cody Rhodes comes out. Just kind of thanks all the troops in attendance for their service, and yeah, we get a video package of all the past tribute to the troops events. And and they bring out this uh, drill sergeant to mm-hmm. do a little gun spinning drill. Well, I was <laughs> going to say, just ironically, some could say that um, that the United States' is, um, you know continual engagement in like active involvement in other conflicts in other countries in wars in other countries that itself could be the American nightmare. Like if the American dream <laughs> is building yourself up, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps and making something of yourself, some could say the American nightmare is the perpetual, um, you know, uh, uh, violence that, you know, the mil- between military spending <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, f- uh, unfruitful expeditions. I don't know. Some, some could say. Yeah. Some could oh, say. Not me. Uh, Not me. Not me. <laughs> but some could. Some could. Some, could some have maybe. I don't know. Let's continue this U.S. title tournament. Bobby Lashley taking on Karrion Cross, who we don't see much of these days. Not that I no, not really and you know and, him, but well, you know he came back when Hunter was put in charge, and we were like, okay, we're back now. He has hair, um, like a, such a thick <laughs> fucking full head of hair. It's um, it's a crime that he was forced to shave. Maybe he wasn't forced to shave it. I don't know. I, I'm, I might just be saying <laughs> might have been his decision. Might have right? been his decision. But it's a, but yeah. it's a shame that he did. he you if if it was your decision, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scarlet, on the other hand, I think she should just leave him, team up with Shotzi. You know, they have fun. <laughs> they're, they're best friends. They hosted mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc together. And yeah, yeah. Because I think the crowd likes Scarlet, but no one cares about Cross. But. Yeah, didn't they have a? Uh, anyways, anyways, go on. Yeah, Cross. He hits a couple moves, but everyone's hot for Lashley and. Lashley hits the spine buster, the spear, gets the win, so he's off to round two. Yep, just like that, nice and quick. Um, you know, Bobby Lashley getting a lot of cheers, I find, um, yeah. from the live the past crowd. Few weeks he's been... Even though, because you said it, you mentioned it last week, because he was getting so many cheers, it felt like it was in his hometown, which he was not. No, um, the crowd's just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just love the guy. It's interesting to see, I mean, right? He's still, he's still technically a heel, but and he's yeah. still trying to present as a heel, also. But then, yeah, he's just kind of like we're not Brock on board Lesner. yet. He's just a massive fucking dude that can kick ass, and, and it is good. You know, it's sort of athletic uh, specimen. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of hard to hate that, right? All men want to be yeah. <laughs> want to be you. All women want to be with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, CM Punk out next for a promo. His first time on SmackDown in almost 10 years. Wow. So, crowd's hot. Lots of CM Punk chants. He says, good news. It's the 9 o'clock hour, so I'm not getting cut for time. And He hasn't made up his mind yet on which brand he's going to sign with. But he does know he's going to be entering this year's Royal Rumble. And there's still a couple people backstage that don't like him. And you know, he's got some stories about Cody Rhodes or the guy that's never here, Roman Reigns. And he acknowledges the tribal chief but says, don't forget who the original Paul Heyman guy is. But I'd say Brock Lesnar has got you beat on that. He was in WWE long before Yeah, Punk. he got you beat by a few years, so. bud. <laughs> yeah. 
But either way, uh, which side does he want to sign with? SmackDown, where a guy like Kevin Owens goes around randomly punching people backstage. And it's 2023, guys. You just can't do that. No reaction. Uh, no reaction, by yeah, the way. Very, very, very quiet it reaction. It gets set to up that. as like a get ready for this. No reaction. Yeah, you thought there'd be like an ooh. An ooh, but... exactly. You'd think an ooh. <laughs> yeah, the WWE audience. Uh, They're not what? Yeah. It's a lot more casual than. Uh, than the hardcore AEW fans, so yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of families and children there that have no idea what he's talking. Exactly, about. they have no clue what the hell's happening. But, oh uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of people who there's probably a lot of kids there who don't know who CM Punk is because they were not born yet. <laughs> that as well, yeah. So, uh, anyways, he says there's one guy. Uh, yeah, everyone's been welcoming to me except for one guy who's not even the man in his own household. Talking about Seth Rollins, so we'll find out on Raw where his where his decision lies, where he's going to sign. and uh, He's back to put a monkey wrench in everyone's plan and finish his own story of main eventing WrestleMania. What, I, what are these stories, folks? I don't know anymore. The, finishing <laughs> stories is the new Braun Strowman. Everyone loves it, and I have no clue what the fuck it means. Um, well, for Punk, it's main eventing WrestleMania. For Cody, it's winning the world title. But not the one Seth has, the other one. Yeah, <laughs> but not the one Seth has. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm just, we're, t we're saying a little too much about stories. We're talking about st all these stories. I just want to be sure, you know. <laughs> well, you know, that's, uh, yeah, the never-ending story. You know, the so. never-ending story. Remember that? I remember the movie. Was that a song from the movie? I think that was the theme. So, yeah, that was kind of like the theme. From okay. the movie. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. The never-ending story. <laughs> uh, next match, we got Charlotte Flair taking on Asuka. She's got damage control in her corner, except for Bailey, who's hanging out backstage because she doesn't want to screw anything up for the group. She's had a rough couple weeks here. Uh, but then Meechin, Zelina Vega come out. They attack the other members of Damage Control, getting some revenge for being attacked before War Games the other week. Uh, yeah, Shotzi, Bianca are out there as well. So Damage Control, they all get beaten up. They're out of the equation. So we can have a fair match. Uh, Charlotte Flair goes for a moonsault to the floor, kind of overshoots, uh, completely misses. Uh, but Asuka still sells it. And then apparently during the break... I saw some fan footage. Charlotte and Asuka, they climb to the top rope and they fall very awkwardly. And Charlotte hurts her knee. Legit uh, injury here. So uh, when we come back from break, there's like an awkward spot where Charlotte falls in the corner, clutches at her knee. The ref checks on her. They're talking to her. And Asuka gives her some space. Uh, so Charlotte's limping now. She goes for the figure eight. Bailey sneaks in, pulls Charlotte off with the, without the ref seeing uh, and then Asuka's able to roll up Charlotte from behind, get the three count. Yeah, I don't, if, I, I, I don't know if I don't know if this was a. Uh, I don't know. I, you're right. Yeah, yeah, legitimate injury, like they're saying. I don't. I, I I hope it's more of a. It happened in the match, and then they're like, okay, let's play it easy and just kind of get through this. Uh, because yeah, you know, she has. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we don't know the extent, but I have heard that it was legit. Like it wasn't just selling; it was a legit uh, knee. Injury. However, yeah. her Instagram page shows that uh, you know she's doing just fine recently. You know, of course, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? 
My yeah. AC Dirt, we'll AC Dirt told me she's doing just fine. <laughs> well, uh, and that yeah, guy, and that guy's we'll, a piece of shit. So what do you? Th- <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, Bailey helping out Oscar though, hopefully earning some favor back. Yeah, amongst the group. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Yeah, and we'll keep an eye on Charlotte Flair and this injury shoot meter. <laughs> well, of course, right? Because an injured Charlotte Flair just means now we have to hold off before giving her the championship again, right? So, like, really, an injury to Charlotte Flair has a lot of ramifications. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Mike, you sound so concerned. <laughs> uh, let's go to the main event. L.A. Knight teaming up with Randy Orton to take on Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso. So this crowd is just super hot for Randy and night uh their first time teaming uh yeah night just kind of gets double teamed for a while randy gets the hot tag he's running wild hits the big draping ddt goes for the rko solo stops him so night jumps in takes out solo with a ddt goes for the bft on jimmy but then orton grabs jimmy hits an rko stealing the finish scores the pinfall so orton and knight Get the win. And Randy Orton took like two more bumps than he did in that fucking War Games match. Nice to see him out there <laughs> taking a bump. Yeah. Still, Working his way back still up. Still looking uh, anabolic as fuck, of course, as we know. <laughs> yeah. And like you, I think you may have alluded to quickly there, uh, the the momentum for LA Knight, the crowd is still wants it. Because uh, I still want it, right? Just because fucking CM Punk's here doesn't mean that LA Knight shouldn't be in a position of uh, of winning. You know? I would say uh, I'd say we have a babyface problem, which is not often a problem you have, but it's a problem we do right now. So, you know, this this yeah, could be for a, a lot of people... This could be for a lot of people a very fulfilling um, WrestleMania. Could be. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting Royal Rumble. As well, there's gonna be a lot of crowd favorites in there. Yeah, it seems uh, like there's a lot of crowd favorites, or you know, top to top to bottom on the uh, on the roster itself. So yeah, so it's gonna be uh, gonna be a tough one to call this year. Yeah, gonna be a tough one. Oh well, that's the entirety of SmackDown. What about action on Collision? The uh, the Continental Classic is um, is one of the best things I think we've had here on AEW television. All of these matches. And the commentary team is really selling us on how important all of these different matches are, and they're constantly reminding us about the, the, the points and who has what, and all the competitors are really coming out to play, including these two, Claudio Castanoli taking on Eddie Kingston. We we know the fucking story. We know the fucking story in the history there. The fact that these two have um have landed into the same group is uh is just incredible. Yeah. Lots of history between these two. Uh, Eddie, 0-2 so far. Must win this match to avoid elimination. Uh, so right off the bat, Eddie hits the Urican back fist. Draymond Green's favorite move. Yeah, the Draymond, the yeah. <laughs> uh, but he can't go for the pin. Claudio rolls to the floor. So Eddie hits a suicide dive. And then back of the ring, Claudio hits the neutralizer. But Eddie kicks out of that. Uh so we're just going back and forth. They're slapping each other. Eddie hits an Urican. Claudio hits an uppercut. Eddie hits another Urican. Claudio kicks out of that. So Eddie hits one more stiff Urican backfist. 
Goes for a power bomb. Claudio counters into a pin. Eddie counters that into a pin of his own. Gets a three count. So Eddie Kingston gets a much needed. Eddie getting the win, points. saving himself yeah. from uh, from the embarrassment of uh, of loss of a full yeah. like un un unwind. Yeah, the sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Just another uh, and yeah, and yeah, and like this was a f- this this was an all A plus uh, television level match, right? Like I said, you know these these guys are bringing yeah. it every single week. They want to put this tournament on the map, you know, be their equivalent to the G one, which holds high prestige over there in New Japan, and that's what it is. It's the prestige over years and years of 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 strong competition, not just you know a couple isolated incidents. Yeah, so you set the precedent here, and it'll make people care a lot more next year as well when it when it rolls around. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If and when. Uh, then we had Willow Nightingale take on Mercedes Martinez, we haven't seen much of, and even Willow we haven't really seen. I think I think she, she does a lot of that Ring of mist. Honor stuff. Yeah, is she still that New Japan champion? I don't even know. Good question. I also don't know. When she. Yeah, she never comes out with the belt if she is. Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, Mercedes hangs Willow on the barricade, hits the Randy Orton draping DDT on the floor. Willow climbs the ropes. Mercedes picks her up, hits a razor's edge, flips Willow around all the way to her stomach. That was a cool move. And, uh, she goes for the pin, but Willow counters it, cradles Mercedes, holds her down, gets a three count, so Willow picks up the win. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, looking good, like you said. Don't see her a lot. Maybe she's doing some of those Ring of Honor. Maybe she's on Rampage, a show that we virtually uh, kind of stopped watching altogether. <laughs> so, That's true. She could be on that every week, and I wouldn't even know. Although I did hear on the dirt sheets that apparently there's a six man tag on this week's Rampage. That's fucking. That's massive, apparently. It's like, uh,. The, the Martin Brothers and Action Andretti against uh, El Hio, uh, Penta, and Commander, I think is what I heard. So, um, oh, apparently, man, apparently fun. it fucking slaps, as the kids would right. say. <laughs> uh, Wardlow taking on Willie Mack. Willie's a big dude, but Wardlow's still able to lift him up for the powerbomb. It's a second powerbomb. Then a third power bomb. He lifts Willie up extra high with the Undertaker style last ride power bomb, which popped this Montreal crowd. Uh, still in Montreal. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, taped this one last Tuesday before Dynamite. Wow. But yeah. So referee stops the match. Willie's knocked out. Wardlow gets another easy win. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know he's he's trying to do his own thing now that he's back. He doesn't know he doesn't quite know what his haircut is, but he's working on it. Yeah, I mean, there's hot rumors that he's one of the masked men in the Devils group. Yeah, one maybe the one know. of the bigger figures, the big dude. Yeah, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, next Kenny Omega taking on Ethan Page, two good Canadian guys. So, yeah, Canadian crowds hot, chanting for Kenny. And, uh, yeah, match was fine. Uh, Kenny hits the V trigger. Page kicks out. Page hits a big power slam off the middle rope, but eventually Kenny hits the one-winged angel. Gets the win. Shows respect to his fellow Canadian, though. Raises his arm. 
Well, I think <clears throat> at many points in the night, the commentary team was uh, saying that this was kind of a match to see who the greatest the greatest Canadian uh, professional wrestler. You know, if you were to have a, a bracket, <laughs> I guess Kenny Kenny's Kenny's going to come- about Kenny's partner Jericho. I know, I know. Most people. <laughs> I wouldn't put Ethan Page in the greatest Canadian conversation. Wow. You know, okay. Okay. Well, I'm I mean, just we're uh, talking all time. Currently, like the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. Top ten, maybe. Top ten, probably. I'd have to look at the list. <laughs> uh, anyways, next. Commander, Penta taking on Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange. So, Angelo and uh, Menard, super over here. They are both from Quebec, where we have, uh, where we are for this episode. So, yeah, crowd's loving them. Everything they do, uh, they have a fun little match. Uh, but then Penta picks up Parker for the package pile driver while Commander does the tightrope walk. Shooting Star Press onto the package pile driver for a big double team move. And they get the win, making the crowd very unhappy. Like, why not give the home? Yeah, it was match? like when we, uh, when, when one, of the ma- one of the dark matches of the Dynamite taping that we went to was the fucking Singh Brothers. Yeah, and then the they Bollywood and then boys. they lost. Yeah, the Bollywood boys. Yeah, and then they lost. And you're like, well, it, yeah. it, it's not like they were taking on the two got two top guys. Like, just fucking let them win. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Exactly. And Commander, that's not even Penta's proper partner, so they're not even like a full team. They're yeah, just... they're a half team. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would have gone the other way, but whatever. Yeah. Well, not for us. Let's, Let's get to the main event. Brian Danielson taking on Andrade. Continental Classic match. Just an awesome. Hard fought, technical match. Uh, Andrade rips off Brian's eye protector, starts elbowing him in that broken orbital bone. Brian, the little blade job above the eyebrow there to add some extra drama. So he's bleeding around his eye, and Andrade's just kicking him in the head. And yeah, they're just chopping the shit out of each other. And uh, Andrade sticks his thumb right in the broken eye socket. Uh, my favorite part, when Brian starts fighting back, the crowd starts doing we chants instead of yes. We. Which we. was fun to see. We. 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 So that was fun. Uh, but yeah, Andrade just keeps going back to that orbital bone. Gets Brian face down against the bottom turnbuckle. Hits a big running knee to the back of the head. Then he turns him around, hits the running double knees to Brian's head. We get the two-minute warning. Andrade picks up Brian, hits a hammerlock DDT, and gets the pinfall. So the biggest win of Andrade's AEW career, I would say, here. It's got to be. I mean, he, he, he did, did he beat Cody that one time, or did he lose to Cody? I can't remember. I can't remember, but I think a win over Brian's even bigger than a win over Cody. Wow! So yeah, some at least has here in AEW. Yeah, at least here in AEW, it is. Yeah, big yeah. match, especially like we said in the in the classic. You know, like the implications of Andrade being one of <laughs> yeah. these top guys over here in the gold division or blue division or whatever, <laughs> whichever one. whichever fucking division. Uh, I don't know, but no, yeah, another fan, just fantastic match. I love uh, I love El Idolo's uh, his entrance presentation 
It's subtle. The mask. The, the leather mask. Always looks cool. Um, you know. Isn't it like a Batman villain? It kind of looks Batman like the black mask. Like, yeah, that guy. That character. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty much a black mask mask, but. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, great match. Great main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a great uh, closing to, you know, the, the shows that we had in Montreal. You know, um, Canada, Canada loves you, AEW. You can always come to us. Yeah, well, we'll be getting that spring tour mm-hmm. coming up next year. It's coming up. So. If you're in London, do you live in the London area? Go to an AEW yeah, show, baby. Biggest wrestling show in decades, maybe. At uh, Budweiser Gardens. At least a decade. At least a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move ourselves on through the weekend. Then we have another show uh, to get to. What about all the action over on Monday Night Raw? Let's get raw! Let's get raw! Um, this uh, show starting <clears throat> off, Jay Uso making his way down to the ring uh, for his match. Sorry. Oh, he got his Yeet shirt back. So I guess. Yeet. Yeah. I can. We (laughs) can only. We can only presume that they cut a deal. Probably giving this guy a lot of money to do it, or maybe not a lot of money. And this guy was desperate. I honestly don't know. They're probably like, "Look, bud, we'll give you more money than you're ever gonna make in your indie career." Exactly. (laughs) You know. Yeah. One check. Yeah. Maybe he can buy a house Uh, with it or something. You know. I don't know. But uh, here's a hundred grand. Here's a hundred grand. I don't know. Uh, So yeah, everyone's excited, chanting Yeet. Uh, Jay's excited that CM Punk's here. Starts talking about Drew McIntyre. Calls him a two-face. and uh, He's going to face him tonight. Drew interrupts. Uh, just says, yeah, uh, you know, should have just let Punk go to SmackDown and be Nick Aldis' problem. But uh, he's going to destroy Raw from the inside. Drew says he's sorry for what he did to Sammy, but uh, Jay says, you're going to get this yeet. And then we jump right into a match. So, Jay versus Drew. Uh, two ma- two men Krause. who uh, maybe should have won the championship off of Roman Reigns. It's funny to see uh, these two. You know, yeah. Things have come so far yeah. full circle. We're now seeing these guys go at it. <laughs> yeah, match was fun. Crowds chanting yeet every time Jay does a move. Uh, they fight to the floor. Drew does a catapult slamming Jay into the bottom of the ring. The steel beams holding the ring up. Drew goes for a claymore. Jay counters with a super kick. Goes for Uso splash, but Drew gets the knees up. Hits a future shock DDT, but Jay kicks out. So Drew's getting frustrated. Takes off the turnbuckle pad. Uh, Goes for a claymore. Jay counters with a spear, but Drew kicks out again. So while the ref goes to put the turnbuckle pad back on, Jay or Drew takes advantage, gouges Jay's eyes, which allows him to hit a claymore and steal the win. Steal the win, baby. We might have a babyface problem, but Drew McIntyre's trying to change that. Boo, Drew. Boo, Drew. <laughs> Hopefully, you know what? Maybe what this all might mean. Um, some momentum on the heel side for Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, just he give him the WrestleMania match. You know, he did so much for us in the COVID era. Regardless of what's happening, I want him on that big stage. He deserves to be there. In the world title match, you're saying? Uh, no, um, you know, I mean, big, big, just a big, match. a big match. You know, I mean, and we we got the big oh, yeah. match last year, the triple threat. Oh, sorry, um, in 2023, the triple threat. Yeah. 
you know, we can still do that. We yeah. can do more no, stuff. Uh, yeah, that could definitely, uh, yeah, I don't know what the opponent will be, but uh, yeah, he should certainly be featured. in the Yeah, match. I want him in something big. I want him something important. Backstage, Judgment Day are bickering. There's a real power struggle going on here between uh, Damian Priest and Rhea over the leadership role in this group. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody yeah, quite knows who the leader is, and nobody. Rhea Ripley's also not saying she's the leader necessarily. She's more just kind of leading by doing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then she comes out for a match. Rhea Ripley takes on Maxine Dupree. Big match for Maxine. Uh, comes out, slaps Rhea in the face, which just pisses her off. Rhea takes over, hits the Riptide. Doesn't go for the pin though. She puts Maxine in the Prism Trap submission. Just twisting Maxine up like a pretzel and makes her tap out. So Rhea gets the win. Keeps the submission held on until Ivy Nile comes out. Jumps in there. Goes face-to-face with Rhea. Yeah, face-to-face. Maybe the the next challenger. Yeah, the next filler feud. We all know we're waiting until WrestleMania with Becky Lynch at this point. Or at least maybe maybe post-Rumble. Or maybe... maybe yeah, or maybe the big Australia pay-per-view. Oh, what, um, Chamber, right? Mention. Yeah. Right. Down in February. Uh, so, we'll see about that. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah, maybe Becky can win the Chamber match to give her the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the championship bout. Yeah. Either way, Rhea's got to have a match on that show. Of course. Well, she's the hopefully fuck. against. Ho and hopefully, and uh, yeah, hopefully a big match. Like a big opponent. Like a big opponent. Becky, it's got to yeah. be someone big. Yeah. Real stakes. Like, I don't even know if there's anyone else on Raw that's you know like all the other ones are on SmackDown like Bianca and Oscar. And it is funny because we always yeah we always you know without a doubt the WWE has the best women's division on the world. Why can't Rhea find a fucking opponent? Is it because yeah. are they all on SmackDown? Is that is that honestly the problem? Like why? A lot of them right why, now. Why is the yeah, why is than... the Raw Women's Division trash? Although they have Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yeah, and Becky, but and Becky, sorry, yeah, apart. the two. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone like an Alexa Bliss comes back, or uh, you know, she's still a big name. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's a good point. She's on maternity leave uh, still. I don't. I don't yeah. remember for how long, but. Or, like, how long it's yeah, been. Yeah, I'm but. sure, uh, yeah, I don't know. She could be back in time for the Rumble. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But let's keep this rolling. Adam Pierce comes out. He's got a raw contract in his hand. Brings out CM Punk to get his decision on where he's signing. So Punk just cuts, yeah, comes out, cuts a promo. He's got a lot of history here in Cleveland. It was 10 years ago in this very town when he walked out on the WWE and he says he needed to take himself off the hamster wheel, but he understands if you were disappointed that he no-showed that raw, and he apologizes. So here we are, 10 years later, he's back, he's home, and he's now the newest Raw superstar as he signs the contract. Uh, that brings out Seth Rollins, who just stares Punk down for like two minutes. They just kind of stared at each other, and uh seth just says don't you dare call this place your home you abandoned us 10 years ago and you've been actively trying to tear wwe down just slandering me and everyone else in the locker room and this is not your home it's my home i'm gonna do everything i can to protect it from people like you and the truth always comes out everyone knows this is punk's last chance either he will expose himself and self-destruct 
or by some miracle he really has changed and if he's got any gas left in the tank, maybe one day he'll challenge Seth for the world title and Seth will expose Punk for the fraud. He is. Punk just says, that's your one pass to disrespect me without me taking a swing at you. And, uh, yeah, Punk's going to be in the Rumble, so he says, if I win, I'm coming for you in that world title. Wow. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that world title. I'm coming for night one of WrestleMania. Yeah, that seems to be the uh, the path laid out right now. Gosh. Seth's promo was wasn't Seth's promo like the Hangman promo? They they felt very similar um, in that like yeah, I, I'm 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 I'm, I'm sure. saving this I'm saving WWE from you, but for some reason after <laughs> the Seth's promo, CM Punk didn't feel like his life was threatened, and he was going to be <laughs> permanently Punk, injured. Yeah, I think yeah for this one Punk would have. Seen the script ahead of time, so nothing caught him by surprise. So I'm sure that no caught by surprise. You know what I love about going to a haunted house? <laughs> I love when you're caught by surprise by something <laughs> at a fucking haunted house made for children. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, that was it for that, though. Mm-hmm. So let's go to Bronson Reed taking on Ivar in another big beefy battle. <laughs> Big beefy each battle, other. yes. <laughs> the triple. The other hey, triple that's B. uh, you know, that that yeah, that's the real triple B shooty. The big beefy battle. <laughs> uh, God, so next yeah. year. That's a twenty twenty five. That's a twenty twenty five uh, or twenty twenty four shooty. <laughs> Big beefy battle. I'm writing it down right now. All right. Uh, Ivar does a big flipping senton off the top rope uh, to the floor. Big move there. Then later, Bronson hits a superplex, causing the whole ring to just bounce. And Bronson makes the cover, gets a three. You don't see a superplex win a match the, that often. But no, but I guess when it's, it's that large, you know, the kind of the, the level yeah. of devastation is, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. makes sense. Uh, it doesn't make sense that the ring doesn't break every time like it did with uh, Show and, and, nice and Braun and. Brock? And yeah, the other no, time. No, Braun and yeah, Big like Show? Sometime. Yeah, it's happened at least two or three times. but And then you can have eight people all do a spot at once and the ring doesn't break, so who knows? <laughs> who knows? But anyways, Judgment Day come out minus Rhea. They want to remind everyone this is their show. And yeah, you're all on notice. Our truth comes out. Wondering why the clubhouse is locked and why they didn't invite him to their holiday party. and They just yell at truth. Truth has ideas to help the group. He wants to kick out McDonough and says, Priest, you got to stop trying to be the leader because it makes mommy upset. Confuses everyone and Priest has had enough of the antics. He smacks Truth. They all beat him down. And then the Creed brothers run out to make the save. and They look great. They're able to take out all four members of the Judgment Day on their own. Well, yeah, they're two of the fastest uh, tag performers we have. Maybe even coming for yeah. these championships right here. I mean, they are the number one contenders, so it's a matter of time. Wouldn't that be huge? That would be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of tag title contenders, Team KC taking on Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae. KC continue to work well together. Uh, yeah, they just take control. They hit the 450 splash neckbreaker combo called the after party, and that gives Team KC the win. So surely... They must be in line for a tag title shot after 
couple weeks in a row of winning matches. Well, yeah, and especially a like for especially for a title that, or sorry, for uh, championships that don't really get talked about much. I think anything is deserving of a title opportunity. Like any yeah. any action is de is deserving. <laughs> and they're one of the only actual teams in the whole division. Yeah, that has a fucking song and a, like a, a shtick. <laughs> yeah, a gimmick. They got team moves they do together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, see when that happens. Hopefully. Um, the man, Becky Lynch, comes out, cuts a promo talking about Naya. They've been linked ever since Naya broke her face five years ago. And, you know, look where each of them are. Becky's gone on to main event WrestleMania, have a child. Well, Nia got fired. So Nia comes out, says, I'm here now. I'm better than ever. And Becky admits, Yeah, you're dangerous. You get people injured and hospitalized. And Nia says, She <laughs> yeah, made she, Becky's she, career. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, Becky Becky with the line, uh, She's so bad, like even her knees didn't want to be around her or something like that. Yeah, even your knees don't support even you. Even your knees don't her. support you. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Funny line from Becky. Nia says she made Becky's career. Becky says, ah, bullshit. I didn't come here to talk. Let's just fight. But uh, Nia says, no, you need this more than I do. And she just walks off. It goes away. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll get that match. Yeah. Did they ever have a uh, a match after their stuff? Like after WrestleMania that 35? Yeah. Uh, not that I can remember, but. I don't really remember much about Nia Jax. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's exactly. Exactly. It's a good point. Other than my hole. My hole is the only My hole! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that should be catchphrase. That, uh, that, that should get in the uh, Hall of Fame just as a catchphrase. <laughs> my hole! It was. It did make me laugh, so I'll give her that. Uh, next match, Imperium taking on DIY and a mystery partner and a six-man tag. Who's the mystery? Well, we're here in Cleveland, so we get Cleveland's own The Miz. Uh, Johnny Gargano, also from Cleveland, so we got some good Johnny wrestling chants. And, uh, yeah, just a fun little match. Eventually, Miz gets the hot tag, uh, puts Gunther in the figure four, but Vinci breaks it up. Uh, Vinci goes for a powerbomb, but Miz counters, hits a skull-crushing finale. Gets the pin, so Miz and DIY get the win. Miz and DIY get the win. Yeah, DIY picking up some steam here in the last two or three weeks. You know, and gosh, let's we got Browse we got to we got to make the tag teams so that we can split the belts. You know, we if we build it, they will come. <laughs> I think that's the type of situation. Yeah, it is. we're all waiting for that. Maybe that can be WrestleMania night one. Night two, each set of Oh, yeah. One's on night one. The other's on night two. Something like that. That'd be cool. Uh, afterwards, backstage, Gunther's not happy. Chews out Kaiser and Vinci for losing. And Miz approaches Gunther. He wants one more shot at the Intercontinental title. Gunther says, okay, but if you lose, you can never challenge me again. That old step. That old step. The old uh, Cody AEW Championship step. Well, his was even worse. Yeah, hey, I guess his was he for the whole. He could never challenge. Period. Period. That's a good point. For the world title. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this. I don't no. think Gunther has the power to. <laughs> yeah, do I don't. That to other people. Yeah, I don't think Gunther's an EVP. <laughs> yeah, Cody's was a self-imposed. Uh, yeah. Step. Anyways, 
Speaking of Cody, let's do the main event. Cody Rhodes takes on Nakamura. Crowd super hot for Cody as usual. They're going back and forth. Cody hits disaster kick. Nakamura kicks out, so Cody does the Dusty Rhodes bionic elbow combo. Goes for Cody Cutter. Or he hits the Cody Cutter, goes for the crossroads. But Nakamura counters by spraying the red mist into Cody's eyes. Blinding him, but right in front of the ref. Causing the DQ. Uh, but then Nakamura just beats Cody down some more. Hits him with a Kinshasa. Grabs a chair. But then the Creed Brothers once again making the save. I found out they're also Cleveland, Ohio native. So that's probably why they were coming out multiple times on the show. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so... They make the save. Nakamura walks off. And, uh, that was the end of the show. Okay. I guess that may. Yeah, you needed those few little uh, hometown bumps. Yeah. And big slot, you know, getting to end the show here. Creed Brothers. Uh, yeah. Very, very good book. Gosh. So on Yeah. You know, and, you know, like we see when they come up from uh, NXT, you know, being booked well, being booked properly is it's kind of different. It's easier said than done. It's easier said than done when it comes to booking people in the main roster yep. here. And it's great to see. Uh, yeah, definitely. Great to see that things are going well here for the Creed Brothers. But, Mike, we need to take a break. Yeah, let's take Take a break. We're going to come back with all the action. Uh, we have NXT Dynamite. Gosh, it's going to be a long one here, folks. So you're going to want to stick around. <laughs> all right, we'll be back. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Pretty much just pay for my ticket right there if I'm being not well paid. <laughs> well, a fucking a, a Coca-Cola Coliseum, Tim Hortons. Uh, you know how if if <laughs> if Stadium Pizza Pizza is the best pizza pizza, Stadium yeah. Tim Hortons is the best Tim Hortons. <laughs> is it actually different? I, it's just... got to be. I I I don't I don't have any science to back this up, but but have it's... you ever had a coffee? <laughs> I had a coffee. I had like a non. It was like a no branded just cup of coffee at uh, B, uh, BMO Field. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was good, but it was just like non brand. So I got I gotta say that one shitty thing about this particular BMO Field experience. Um, so there's like the three bar there's like a bunch of bars on the level that serve booze and food and out of those like three bars that serve food one of those sells coffee okay uh, coffee and tea but what bugged me about this is that I had to wait in line with people buying food to get a non-alcoholic drink and then I looked around mm. and that was the case for all non-alcoholic drinks. If you were there with your kid and you wanted a Coca-Cola, you had to wait in the same line that food and beer was being served in. That's weird. And I, I saw I Scotia just Bank does it right. And I saw that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beers over here, other things over here. Yeah. And but, a bar over here. But also the amount of food options they have at fucking BMO Field is through the roof. They had so many different food things going on at the same things. So I had to wait in a line for ten minutes with people getting like six hot dogs, this, 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 just so I get to the line just for I want a coffee. And I wasn't even thinking about me. I was thinking about like that kid that just wants a pop. Yeah, it's like we have to wait in line for 50 minutes for one soda like that should be its own like <laughs> a non-alcoholic drink line should be its own thing um, that's, yeah. that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying 
Either way. No, I hear you. Let's get chatting about... Anyways. Let's get chatting. <laughs> back here on the episode, back here on the podcast here, folks. Thanks for checking out the break. Episode 252, the Dynamite tickets have been secured. Dynamite and Rampage Woo! taping on the same night, though, too. So we are getting, we are going to get three hours of what will what would be televised wrestling along probably, you know, an hour of Ring of Honor before. So truly, it, we could, it, it could I turn I think in. they throw that on a collision. I think they do the Ring of Honor. You're saying we're not going to get a single dark match before that? Di- we got to get a dark oh, match I'm before sure Dynamite. We'll get at least, I'm sure we'll get one dark match. Yeah, for sure. Have to do Ring of it Honor. might not be a full Ring of Honor yeah. thing. And we're going to be staring. Ring of Honor and Rampage. And they're the very opposite seats from where we were last year. You know, last year we were very much so right kind of on the entrance ramp line there. Yeah. We couldn't even see. We couldn't see the display. feel the heat from the flames feel of the, the heat, pyro. But <laughs> now we're on the opposite side. We can see the Titan Tron and we're pl- sitting on maybe. A, we're sitting on the, on the hard camera side also a little bit more. So Yeah. It's fun to kind of check out different I, spots. Either way, very excited for that show. That'll be in March. Uh, but there's more pressing action we got to get to over here on NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. The Fallout post deadline. It's a different world now. Cora Jade's back, baby. Taunting the woman's locker room. Uh, devilishly. Deviously. Yes. And the thirsty young men at home. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the pervs. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you got to get through Braun Breaker to get to her, so. Good point. Uh, but let's start off. Trick and Carmelo, they arrive in the parking lot. Uh, Trick talks to the cameras while Carmelo heads inside, and then we cut to the back. Carmelo's been attacked. Trick runs in wondering what the hell's happened, so another mystery here. And who, yeah, who, yeah, we have a few whodunits now. Honestly, all take you know, <laughs> all taking uh, inspiration from who killed Roman Reigns, of course. Yeah, the famous, the famous fa- storyline. The, story, the famous storyline who killed Roman Reigns. Uh, Cora Jade comes out for promo, just talks about being gone for four months, and no matter how good the women's division is, everything's better when she's around. Lyra comes out to respond, doesn't appreciate being attacked at deadline, and, you know, things have changed while you were gone, uh, I'm the champ now, and that's when the number one contender Blair Davenport interrupts. She beat four of the best women in NXT, she's the Iron Survivor, so she's gonna win the title at New Year's Evil. Then Nikita Lyon comes out, joins the party, big brawl. Uh, Naira or Lyra and Nikita clear the ring. <laughs> Naira, Naira, <laughs> and Nikita Lyons. Then we go returning to the ring. Yeah, I guess that happened yeah. last week, right? Do you know where we saw her? Yeah, she, she was in return. the stands. Yeah, she was in the stands. Yeah, and then she came out, and then she'll have a match. Uh, but anyways, our first match: Metaphor taking on Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon Henley. Six-person mixed tag, nothing crazy. Uh, in the middle of the match, Tiffany Stratton comes out. Fallon Henley goes after her. They fight to the back, so now it's three on two. But Briggs doesn't care. He goes on a roll, gets the hot tag, hits Noam Dar with the clothesline from hell, and gets the pinfall. So Briggs, Jensen, Fallon get the win. Getting the big win over the metaphor. Yeah. <clears throat> back in the trainer's room, they're checking on Carmelo. He says he's there. They, they clear him. You're good to compete this Friday. On SmackDown because uh, this U.S. title tournament had a mystery NXT participant and it's official. It's Carmelo Hayes. So kind of his uh, 
His uh, not a call up quite yet, but uh, you know, flirting with the main roster. Yeah, and I felt like it was going to be Carmelo Hayes. Tyler Bate also felt like a uh, yeah, an option. He's, uh, Bate has definitely seemed like he's kind of outgrown. If he's never going to win the NXT title, you just throw let's let's move the guy up. Yeah, just like he's either yeah, it's it's, times, it's a piss it's a piss or get off the pot situation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Carmelo, he's got suspicions of who attacked him earlier. He's not going to say it right now, but he's going to call their ass out later. So uh, we'll get that. And then we introduce the eight young rookies that will be competing in the men's breakout tournament. Uh, so they all just kind of stand on the ramp. But then Lexus King comes out, beats up one of these poor guys, smacks him with a chair. And then they later announce that that dude is going to be replaced by Lexus King. So he's kind of the only name in the tournament, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, which automatically but, makes him a four a front runner. Yeah, but uh, two of these rookies they stick around, so we can kick off this tournament. We got Miles Bourne taking on Oba Femi. They're running out of names. They're here. running <laughs> Some out of, of fucking names. Oba <laughs> Oba Femi. Like, what but, nationality uh, <laughs> is Oba Femi? I don't know, but Oba is a big dude. Uh, hits some big power moves, big pop-up power bomb, wins the match in just a couple minutes. So Oba <laughs> going to the second round. <laughs> Oba, fuck it. Oh my god, we are gonna yeah. run out of names eventually. Do you think? How do you honestly? How do you think they pick the names? Um, I don't know. Sometimes the wrestlers get influenced. Sometimes. Then who came up with Oba Femi? <laughs> is that a is that a hick and bottom I, uh, original? I don't know. It's certainly not what I would have gone with but why not just go with his name yeah you know like some people like yeah i don't know whatever it's not not my name you know yeah uh new north american champ dragon lee comes out for an open challenge which is answered by tyler Bate. so we get a real good match here uh yeah just dragon doing his his thing Bate. everyone loves him as well does another extended airplane spin into a Michinoku driver. Uh, Bait springboards off the ropes for a clothesline. Lee avoids it. Hits the Operation Dragon. Gets the pin. Retains the belt. But a real good match. Crowd gave them a standing ovation. A standing O? Gosh, I missed that. Yeah. I mean, it's only like 200 people. So it's not <laughs> a huge. It's not the 20,000. Uh, it's still a big deal, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, Dijak takes on Eddie Thorpe. They just brawl. Uh, Thorpe throws Dijak into the steel steps, and he got him good. Dijak gets cut open right above his ear. Decent amount of blood there. Why are they allowed um, to bleed here on NXT? We're not allowed to bleed on the main roster. Why is that? <laughs> I think this was purely accidental. No blades. But, uh, you know... Now that Hunter's in control, I wouldn't completely put it past them to let a blade job happen. Like blood happen every so often, once or twice a year, not every week, like John Moxley. But yeah, not Moxley uh, level. Yeah, but you know, a couple times a year, a big feud, it can add a little drama. Exactly. Um, but I'm sure all these people in NXT, they probably don't even know how to do it. They've never, it's never been part of their thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, how to I mean, blade in who, general on the main roster. Who teaches the just, how to blade class at NXT College? At Chase U. 
Well, Shawn Michaels was a pretty good blader back in his day. But do you think he's teaching the class? Do you think he's teaching the kids to follow him? (laughs) He was also a good cocaine user. Do you think he's telling them about that? (laughs) (laughs) What not to do. but anyways, do a bunch so, of do a bunch yeah. of go cocaine and be a misogynist. That'll get you over. <laughs> yeah, and then when you need to sleep, take a bunch of pills. Uh, <laughs> it's real easy. Repeat. Well, rinse them down with some <laughs> whiskey. So, anyways, Die Jack picks up Thorpe, slams him hard into the turnbuckle, so hard that the top rope pops right off. And, uh. Seemed to be intentional, though, as Dijak grabs the broken buckle and smacks Thorpe with the big metal bar, causing the DQ. and Just beats him down, so officials have to break it up. Yeah, after an, a, blood, a bloody affair, ending in DQ, unfortunately. Yeah. Andre Chase with his class. The bake sale, the car wash, they only made a couple hundred bucks, so he's still very far away. Things are not looking good. For Andre, Scripps walks in, puts a briefcase down, says he's got a proposition, so some sort of backdoor deal going on here. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Next, another breakout tournament match, Keanu Carver taking on Chase U's own Riley Osborne. Hey! Who, uh, yeah, Thea Hale's been kind of crushing on him the last couple weeks, also, uh, uh, he s- looks same spelling on the last name. It's not a U. Normally, you you he- see a U. Yeah, O S B O R N E. It could be, could perhaps. be. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to say. Yeah, he looked good though. This Riley, he hits a standing moon salt, uh, and then a bit later, a nice shooting star press gets the win. So, off to the second round. Mm-hmm. Just like that. See, some of these breakout tournaments happen like a little that? too quickly. It's just, just like fucking that. You're there. Yeah, I mean, mm. certainly this men's one has a lot less star power than the women's. Yeah, one as in, I've ago. only heard of one of the people. <laughs> yeah, Lexus. Uh, <laughs> so, whatever, we'll see. See if someone can impress us, but two or three minute matches aren't really going to show you a whole lot. No, not really. And it's really not but, until we get down to the end of it where we, you know, the, 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 the people who have winning, the people who are winning. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there we go. Next, we got Cora Jade and Blair Davenport teaming up against Lyra Valkyria and Nikita Lyons. So we get two returns here in this match with Cora Nikita. Mm. A two, uh, they call that match. an NXT twofer. A twofer. Uh, NX twofer. NX twofer, I like that. Yeah, they both looked good. The match was fine. Tatum Paxley, she's doing this stalking gimmick. She's been stalking Lyra for weeks now. And uh, eventually, Blair Davenport hits the big knee to Lyra's head, and then Cora makes the cover, gets the three count. So Cora J just pinned the women's champion in her first match back in, like we said, four months. Yeah, so a bit of a statement victory there. Wow. And then the final segment: Trick Williams comes out for promo. Everyone's singing "Whoop That Trick." Talks about the big win at Deadline. Hypes up the title match coming up at New Year's Evil against Dragunov. So Dragunov comes out, shows some love to Trick. But with all due respect, your journey comes to an end at New Year's Evil. and uh, Yeah, he vows to do whatever he has to to remain champion. That's when Carmelo Hayes comes out. Apologizes for interrupting, but this is important. Carmelo says the person that attacked Trick two months ago is the same person that attacked him tonight. Dragonov's 
goes to leave, but Carmelo says, no, you stay because you are the attacker. And Dragunov just says, what the hell are you talking about? And, <laughs> he's like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dragunov, he's one of the most straight-up guys. He'll fight anyone. He doesn't have to do it from behind. Uh, but, yeah, Melo says, you were instigating us for months. You blamed Trick for costing you the title at Great American Bash. And, uh, yeah, causing the tension between me and Trick. And Dragunov denies it all, though, tells Trick, look at Carmelo in the eyes and ask him if that's the truth. And Carmelo says Dragunov doesn't deserve the title, goes to grab it. Uh, they struggle over the belt. Carmelo rips it away and nails Trick in the head in the crossfire. And, uh, we kind of end the show with that tension. That tension being built. Gosh. This is uh, this has potential of um, ri- writing up the top of the storytelling here on NXT. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this, is, this is a big angle, a big main event level angle. Can't really think of anything. Maybe you know Chase U has always been doing their thing, and I think uh, the the um, who was who am I thinking? The Briggs and Jensen thing that yeah. carried a little bit throughout the summer. I think there's a big space for the the big story, and this could be it. Yeah, certainly the main event level mm-hmm. type of story. Exactly. Yeah, the main event level story. Uh, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. All the uh, that concludes NXT. Uh, so let's round up this uh, this podcast here. Let's give you a little AEW Dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Winter is coming. Big shows in the past. We know it's always going to be a little bit beefier. Apparently, we're getting five extra minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the old overrun. The old overrun. Uh, uh, <laughs> which is very frustrating to people with DVRs, from what I've heard, because the, the the channel block does not account for the extra five minutes, you know. But what's so the what's the alternative? The but if you don't, but then if you if you don't have a DVR, you're not seeing it anyways. Uh, well, right. you know, do what the rest of us do and just go online and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. not pay for any of it. Exactly. Or to put, a, you can put a VHS in, a blank VHS. <laughs> I used to do that back in the day. Uh, yeah. So anyways, winter is coming live from Texas, which makes me think, why not do it a week ago when you're in Montreal where we actually get winter? But, and I'm uh, sure there's some snow going on right now. Down in Texas? No, in Montreal. Maybe. No, no, but I'm saying this is in Texas, and this is the winter. Is oh, I see special. what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see what you're so saying. So why not do it last week where there is winter? You know. But. Good point. Anyways, Samoa Joe comes out for promo. Uh, you know, he got attacked by the henchman, the devil's henchman, last mm-hmm. week. He wants answers. He wants to know what happened to MJF, who smashed the bottle on his head. And when he went looking backstage, a certain Hangman was nowhere to be found. So Hangman Page comes out. Says, I don't care about the devil, but you're going to accuse me, shit. You do it to my face. That's when Roderick Strong comes out with the kingdom. And Strong talks about all the recent attacks. Says we never actually saw MJF being attacked last week. We just saw the aftermath. So he's still insisting that the devil is MJF. Hangman's annoyed with being interrupted, so he punches Roddy. That leads us right into Hangman taking on Roddy Strong. uh, Yeah, they have a solid match. Roddy picks up Paige. It's a big backbreaker onto the top turnbuckle, and the crowd starts chanting, Next Strong. 
get Roddy with a great job. We're getting over. We got getting a fuck. We got a shirt. If there's a shirt, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's done a great job. Uh, the kingdom start interfering, so Hangman does a big moonsault to the floor, takes them out, goes for the buckshot lariat. Roddy counters it into a Boston crab, so Hangman hits Roddy with a dead eye. Probably the safest dead eye I've ever seen. Roddy's head His was like head six was inches from touching nowhere the <laughs> close. It almost looked like a n- yeah. neck breaker, but like behind the back. <laughs> yeah, this was like Undertaker tombstoning Hulk Hogan out of the chair where he was like eight inches off. But yeah, but hey, we're protecting. Way, uh, protect, we're protecting the neck. <laughs> yeah, sticking with the gimmick. Uh, so Hangman gets the win, anyways. Yeah. This uh, this match was this match was great. I don't know if I told you to watch the uh, Roderick Strong Marina Shafir episode of Hey EW. Uh, I don't know if did you I told me, but I forgot. Okay, no, it's uh, it's great. They get it. They get the shtick of the show. Um, a lot a lot of the times the guests can be hit and hit or miss. Like they don't get the show. Um, but these yeah. two do, and they're they're, like they're keep, not in on the joke. They're not in on the joke, or like they they're 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 treating it too much like an interview show, uh, or like a straight up interview. Like Sky Blue d- yeah. didn't get the show at all, so she didn't understand <laughs> like what was happening, like the logical consistency yeah. of RJ City's masterful um, interviews interviewing. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, let's continue. Continental Classic match. We got Brody King taking on Andrade. The crowd's barking for Brody. Uh, just a hard-hitting bout here. Uh, yeah, just beating the shit out of each other, slamming each other into the barricade. Uh, Andrade shows his strength, hits Brody with a body slam, then a split-legged moonsault for a near fall. Uh, Brody hits the big cannonball sent on in the corner, but on Again, Andrade kicks out. They fight up to the top rope. Andrade DDTs Brody head into the metal part that attaches the turnbuckle to the ring post, which got exposed somehow. And Brody's out. Andrade picks him up, hits the hammerlock DDT, gets the win. So another three points for Andrade. He's now three and zero at the top of the blue league. And this was this was an intense exchange of uh of chops. Some of the chops throughout the building. The Texas crowd oh. <laughs> loved some yeah, of these, these things. things. Uh a couple yeah. slams on the outside of the like ring a shotgun too. Shotgun blast. Andrade going straight into the fucking barricade on the outside of the ring too. Uh yeah, a lot of hard-hitting action, a lot of barks. I got to say best bark. A lot of barks. Best bark definitely goes to Brody King. <laughs> Between Braun and Brody. It's Braun, but I think Brody's Brody's winning. You know, this was a uh, he's got the fan support more than Braun at the moment. You know, it's uh, this 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 yeah. this uh, this stretch this competition has been very good for uh, Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, he's been on a hell of a roll here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho come out for a promo. They're the number one contenders. They call out the tag champs, Ricky Starks, Big Bill. They officially announced they're going to cash in the title shot at World's End. Then we just start slinging insults at each other. Uh, Jericho calls Starks a better-dressed, less charismatic version of Enzo Amore. Crowd goes, oh. And then Kenny's like, whoa, let's give Enzo some credit. At least he would hype up Big Bill and not take all the spotlight. Yeah, you know, there's more. I mean, the whole promo. This whole promo was weird. Yeah, this whole promo actually felt like Ricky Starks trying to hold on 
and get through it. And Kenny and Chris Jericho were just kind of like all over the place. Yeah, um, I mean the Enzo Amore lines was the only one that really got any. And reaction. there, there was no consistency amongst. They were saying I think they had even like internally they had split, uh, kind of messed up. I think at one point Kenny said, uh, "The win next week, the Winnipeg Jets uh, and the Golden <laughs> Jets at yeah. World's End. The Winnipeg Golden Jets will take down." And I was like, oh, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, the whole promo was a little flat, but I'm sure the match will be good. Yeah. But anyways, we got Timeless Tony Storm taking on Riho. Or sorry, no, it was Ruby versus Riho. Yeah, Ruby versus Riho. Tony was on commentary, and they had the camera. The camera that was on her on the commentary desk was like the only black and white camera. So then they would go back to the action (laughs) in color and then back to her in black and white, and they did this back and forth. Yeah, good continuity there. Mm -hmm. Uh Man, I feel like I've been seeing this spot on every episode across both brands where they, someone gets hung upside down on the ropes and then the other person jumps off and does a double foot stomp onto their chest. I swear I've seen it like 10 times in the last two weeks. Well, I guess Swerve does it. That's one of, his sh- it's one of his things. Yeah. I saw Dragon Lee do it. I think we saw yeah. Andrade do it. It's becoming like the Destroyer where everyone does it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, keep, keep a lookout yeah. for it. Anyways, Ruby hits the no future kick. Riho kicks out. Riho fights back. Hits a Kenny Omega style Snapdragon suplex. And then a running Meteora. And that scores the three count. So Riho gets the win. Riho gets the win here. Too bad. Or maybe not too bad. This was our only uh, women's match, of Um, course, unfortunately. Yeah, too bad in that regard. But between the two, I think Riho's more established than Ruby in yep. the AEW roster, mm-hmm. so it's not like yeah, an upset or anything. But Let's go. Another Continental Classic match. Roosh taking on Jay Lethal. Crowd rooting for Roosh mm-hmm. with some big chops in this one. Goes for the bullhorns. Lethal counters with a super kick. Goes for lethal injection, but Roosh conjures that into a sleeper hold. Lethal taps out. Roosh picks up the win in three points. So Jay Lethal is now 0-4 in the tournament. Yeah, you know, there's some people who, uh, you know, didn't really feel like they had a chance coming into it. But, I'd, gosh, 0-4, I didn't think that would happen. Yeah. I mean, there's some big names that probably could have been in the tournament instead of Lethal. But uh, well, maybe hey, someone's got to lose. Someone's got to <laughs> lose, like you just said. Yeah, but, you know, guys like Hangman Page or Miro or... You know, even Kenny Omega, even though he's in the, I mean, he would have been great in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's yeah, next but year. he's a he's a Winnipeg Jet. He doesn't have time. <laughs> but let's continue. More Continental Classic action. Jay White taking on Mark Briscoe. Crowd chanting for Briscoe, chanting "Dem Boys." Uh, yeah, we got some more. Another loud, stiff chop exchange here. These two were trying to one up. <laughs> <laughs> These so oh, yeah, the other guys. Yeah, it's like they there's like a decibel reading in there and they're like, Well, we can beat that. Yeah. It's like Tony Khan gives so an extra just... like ten K to anyone who can beat the <laughs> Yeah. So they're just smacking the shit of each other. Uh Jay hits a big sleeper suplex, goes for Blade Runner. Briscoe counters with a Saito suplex, goes for another froggy bow, but White gets the knees up, follows up with the Blade Runner, gets the pinfall, so Jay White gets three points. Now has nine points, 
He's in a three-way tie with Moxley and Swerve. And Briscoe now 0-4 as well. But him and Lethal still have to face to each other, so at least one of them will get a point. Or they could even draw, so they both get a point, but neither gets a win. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had a single draw yet in this whole tournament. You think we'll get at least one? Right? Yeah, or else why would they have assigned the Because especially this the point value being assigned as one. Meaning that, yeah. like, because they could have made it two points as a win, one point as a tie, but it's three points to win, one point as a tie, which means they've definitely they definitely had their Harvard math guys figure out <laughs> yeah, the bracket mapped out, so they could figure but it out. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know if people want to see a twenty minute lethal Briscoe match that means nothing in the standings. So yeah, no, that's also that is also a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, let's go to the main event, our final Continental Classic match of the evening. John Moxley taking on Swerve Strickland. Huge matchup here. Both men, 3-0 and so far, so something's got to give. Uh, I mean, this crowd was super hot. They were chanting, holy shit, before the bell even yeah, rung. Before the, yeah, just the idea of these two. <laughs> Honestly, they're hard. Both these men are hardcore legends. I, I, I think there's no way Swerve Strickland could not be considered a hardcore <laughs> legend, I think, right? I mean, after that, yeah, the amount of blood he shed is more than a lot of people do. Like, it is career, just so. one match, but. Yeah, no, he put himself on the map. And a future death match between these two, I'm sure, would be. Uh, a hell of a contest. They would they would need to have but. like nurses on stand like triage nurses <laughs> on standby yeah, with blood fake transfusions blood. Exactly. waiting backstage. Exactly. Uh so yeah, great match here. Swerve hits a big DDT, spikes Moxley down. Uh Mox works in over Swerve's shoulder, which is all taped up, and we get the dueling chance. Let's go, Moxley, let's go Swerve. Mm-hmm. Definitely louder for Swerve though. Um uh, you know, we said it after that death match. He's a made man now. He's a bona fide main eventer after that. Future world champion. He's a made man. Uh, yeah. And then some mind games. As <laughs> uh, John Moxley kisses Swerve on the lips. And then a bit later, Swerve returns a favor, kisses Moxley back. So, you know, just because they're hardcore doesn't mean they can't doesn't show mean, up back. Exa- well, you know, nothing's more hardcore <laughs> than, than passion. Yeah. Moxley hits an RKO for a near fall and a gotch pile driver for another near fall. The crowd's loving the match, chanting, this is awesome. Swerve hits the house call, kick to the back of the head. Moxley hits a curb stomp, but Swerve kicks out of that. We get the five-minute warning. Moxley grabs a chair, sets it up on the floor. Swerve knocks Moxley into the chair and then runs, jumps off the apron with a swerve stomp onto Mox, knocking him off the chair. We get back in the ring. Swerve hits another swerve stomp. He took a while to hit it, though. He was like... Moxley looked kind of dumb when Swerve was just standing on the ropes. He was just kind of sitting up, staring at him, waiting him for him to jump. But, yeah. Uh, Moxley does some things a little bit slower than others. <laughs> some, yeah. Not necessarily known for his quickness, but... Either way, Swerve hits the swerve stomp, goes for the cover, but Moxley kicks out. So Swerve goes for the JML driver. Mox counters with a roll-up, grabs the tights for the illegal extra leverage. The ref doesn't see it, though, and counts the three. So Moxley steals the win. I don't even think the illegal uh, extra leverage, Mike, it pulled up so much so that Swerve's shoulders were not even on the mat anymore. He was kind of like resting on the top of his yeah. neck. Taz was very clear to point that out as well. The shoulder! The shoulder! Shoulder Jones over here! But... <laughs> 
but the ref doesn't see, he can't call, so the Moxley gets the win. 4-0. and Leads the league with 12 points. He's all but guaranteed now to at least make the semifinals. Uh, but wow. uh, right before we go off air, we cut to the parking lot where the Devil's henchmen have arrived, and they start beating up Hangman Page. He's outnumbered four against one. They beat him up, and then the Devil himself gets out of the car, just kind of nods his head as they powerbomb Hangman onto the car, breaking the windshield. That's real glass, folks. That's real remember. glass, folks. <laughs> and that's how we end the show. Hey, real glass, folks. I love this. I like the spot when uh, Swerve was bouncing on his balls on the uh, on the apron. That was my spot of the. That was my spot of the match. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, on the, yeah, the actual apron. Yeah. Oh my God! I just want to say, the Leafs were down five nothing in the third period, and it's now five to five. Wow! With forty nine seconds. Well, let's left. wrap up the show so we can catch uh, the Leafs <laughs> action. We have one more thing. Of course, that's the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. Wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. Wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. Wrestler of the week. Mike, I am going to trick Williams for winning the biggest match of his career. Uh, maybe I mean he won the champion. Whatever, you know, one of one of the biggest matches of his career, and yeah, the yeah. biggest surprise. Uh, that the biggest surprise of these of these challenges yet made the whole thing worth it. Trick Williams. Yeah, I will make it unanimous. Trick wow. Williams, uh, for all the reasons you said. You know, he's he's past Carmelo, I think, in terms of just overness, and you know. I think they're both going to be big stars, bright futures. Mm-hmm. But Trick is one of the, he might be the most over guy in all of NXT right now. So. Yeah, he's being treated that way for sure. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Trick Williams. Congratulations, everybody else. And that is all the time we have for the show this week. Of course, thanks for listening, folks. You can rate, review, like, and subscribe. We'll be back next week um, as the shooties come to a close. We still have a lot of action to get to before World's End. Uh, which is, I think, guaranteed. If it's following any all the other pay-per-views that AEW has done this year, it's going to be a fucking banger. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're, f- they're four miss. for four already or five for five or whatever they are, uh, <laughs> so it really won't miss, uh, and we're looking forward yeah. to it. Can't wait. We'll talk next week. We'll talk next week, Mike. Take care of yourself. Two, three,